far now from the beginning of Illinois fall training camp, and that also signals the beginning of a new year of the Sunday No Huddle. Andy Olson joined by Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. Joining us for another year, Robert, 10 years. A 10th year, that's Can you right. believe that? Present somewhere. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll hit you with one at the end of the year. Balloons don't, will come yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Betty, don't, yeah, don't right. ruin it yet. I won't, I won't. I we're won't. here to talk the start of training camp. Illinois back at Memorial Stadium again. It's been a few months since we've seen them from that spring game. Not much has changed, but we can start, I think, where people are really interested, always interested, and that's the QB battle. Art Sidkowski working his way back from that broken arm that he suffered last year at Penn State. What are your thoughts on, is there a QB battle with Tommy DeVito, and how do you see that playing out as we head into training camp? I think there's definitely a battle. Uh, I think because Art Sidkowski was, was rehabbing all spring, not only did he have the, the broken arm from the overtime at Penn State, but he also had some shoulder work done. And so he, he would held out of throwing and things like that. So because of that, I even saw a preview from another, like an Indiana website or something like that, just saying, well, obviously, you know, Sidkowski's out of the picture and this, and it's obviously DeVito. I, I, I think it's a 100% QB battle. They'll have four weeks to prove which guy's the guy. Just because DeVito got all the snaps in the spring, you know, it's good. He's the senior. He's brought in for one year. It's probably this year, but I think Art's still going to give it every chance to, to get to win that job. So he was, you know, last year he had some shoulder issues. Coaches kind of hinted at it of like he didn't have full range of throws and this and that. They knew he was going to need, uh, you know, some surgery after the season. So this might, this August might be the first time the fans see or the coaches see a fully 100% Art Sitkowski. So I wouldn't say it's, a, it's DeVito's job just yet. I think they're going to go four weeks of may the best man win. So DeVito has had the whole spring, whole summer to work with guys, but Sitkowski did have last year as well. It's not like Art doesn't have any chemistry with these guys. Correct. Is that going to play into how these four weeks go? I mean, that's how it. That's how you go back and forth with it, right? That okay, Art's been with this staff for a year. That's an advantage, but it was a different offense. So, you know, Devito actually knows this offense better because he went through it in the spring. But Art's been around for a year and knows the receivers and has some chemistry. So, it, it'll be very, very interesting. I think they're. You know, they, they played several QBs last year. If you remember, for that Penn State game, during that two weeks, they had benched Brandon Peters and said, Art, you're going to start the rest of the season. And and Art came out to start that Penn State game, then breaks his, his wrist or arm or whatever, and, and that was that, and it went to Peters for the rest of the year. So the staff isn't afraid to make changes during bye weeks and, and switch quarterbacks, and we might see that this fall as well. One of the other really interesting battles on offense, at least for me, is Wide receiver, you have an entire room where it feels like there are just positions and jobs that are up for the grabs besides the one knocked down by Isaiah Williams. Mm -hmm. Who are some names, at least in your mind, to watch out for as they grapple for playing time in that room? I think the two guys that are certain to be the top two guys are, are Isaiah Williams, obviously, and then also Casey Washington. He got the second most snaps last year. He returns. Um, I think those are those are your one-two guys, and I think the number three guy is most likely Pat Bryant, who was a freshman last year, played as a true freshman, one of the few guys to not redshirt. Uh, they really like him. They started to use him more and more as November went along last year. He was the third starter at receiver this spring in the spring game. So those are your main three guys, I think. But there's every opportunity for freshman like 
you know, like Sean Miller from, from Arizona or from IMG Academy is where he went to high school. Uh, he'll get every opportunity to play. Um, you know, other guys, the transfer coming in from Jonah Morris, coming in from northern Colorado, you know, all these guys are coming in. They're going to be given an opportunity to say, hey, six receivers left in the offseason. There, there are catches to be had. Whoever wants them, go win it in camp. Now the offensive line is a position group as well, where it seems like now after going through spring, we know where each one is going to slot in, in in that group. But you're not bringing back a lot. You do bring back Alex Palczewski, who is going to end up being the career leader in starts at Illinois, coming back for his, I believe, around six years. I don't know if we're yes. quite at seven yet. But what are you looking forward to in, in that group and how things can shake out? You know, I don't really. I think it'll be not only the Illinois record, but you know, if he starts all 12 games. It might be a record in college football that's yeah. never broken because, you know, he has that – he gets the COVID bonus year, which not everybody got, so that's why he gets six years. And he got a medical red shirt because he got injured in that Rutgers game in 2020, and so he only played four games and could count that as a red shirt year. So he will have starts in six different seasons. It's going to be hard unless there's another pandemic in the future <laughs> for any no. college person. You know, yeah. he, he could be over 60 starts. Um, so yeah, it would uh, it, it'll be a, a record that might be hard to break. But yes, he uh, that's that's really big for them to get him back. Uh, otherwise, you'd really only have Julian Pearl and then Alex Pilstrom, who did start five games last year, but wasn't a starter the entire season. Um, to have that third guy who with experience to get back, and then they bring in the two JUCOs and Zay Chrysler and and Isaiah Adams, and we'll see if they're ready to, you know, plug in. They're older guys. That's why you bring in JUCOs to put them right in the lineup, and, and we'll see if they can grab those spots. Now, before we go to defense, I'll bring up the running back room. Really doesn't feel like there's anything interesting going on there. It's uh, Chase Brown's room. He's one of the best in the country. Yeah. But is there anything to keep an eye on? I mean, not really. I mean, the majority of the snaps last year went to Brown and McCray. They both returned. You know, <laughs> social media is putting out. I think the Illinois social media called them tag team or something like that. And and so, yes, this is, you know, it, it just seems like what it's going to be. They they gobbled up all the carries last year. Uh, they like them both. They have them both back. Uh, they want them to do it again this year. It will be very interesting because it will be the returning group that I, I say performed the best last year because that running back room was so, so good. Definitely. As we move to defense now, we start with the line. You do get back Keith Randolph, Johnny Newton, and those are two of the names on defense at least. Personally, I think I'm most excited to see play in 2022. Yeah, it's it's interesting. A lot of times they would have five linemen, you know, the two call them outside linebackers, but they're defensive ends. Um, so last year you'd, had, you'd, you'd play with a line a lot of Owen Carney on one end and Isaiah Gay on another end and Rod Perry right in the middle as the nose tackle. Those are the three guys that left. So you do have Newton and Randolph, and you can do different things and two defensive tackle looks and this and that. But finding those other guys is going to be very important. Who's, who's that nose tackle guy? Is it T. Ra Edwards who transferred from Northwestern? Is it Calvin Avery? Is it Virtus Brown? Uh, and then defensive end or outside linebacker is the real big question mark of Seth Coleman likely starts in Isaiah Gay's place. They had traded, I think Coleman started five of the 12 games last year uh, and Gay started seven. So Coleman will, should lock down that job. On the other side, it was Owen Carney for all 12 games. So is it Ezekiel Holmes, the only guy returning? Is it the Virginia Trek transfer Alec Bryant? You know, there's, there's a lot of questions. 
they're bringing in freshmen, Gabe Akis and, and, you know, on one side and Jared Beatty on the other. Do those guys get a chance? If we remember in 2017 when Lovey came in, he grabbed a, his mm-hmm. first class of freshmen and said, he started Bobby Roundtree, he started Isaiah Gay, he started, you know, he's just turning to his true freshman right away. These are the guys I recruited. I want them on the field for me. So will we see that? There's a lot of questions there. Linebacker is one of the really interesting groups to me as well. Jake Hansen graduates. He runs out of time. You have Kalan Tolson who moves on signs with the Panthers. Barnes is still there. Calvin Hart Jr. is coming back from that injury. What do you make of that inside linebacker group? I know they love Tariq Barnes and he's going to be the, you know, the man in the middle and the guy making play calls and things like that. And so, uh, you know, that one's set. And I think C.J. Hart is the same. Uh, you know, Calvin Hart only got to – you know, he had the distinction of being the Big Ten Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and that was the only game he played the entire season because he hurt his knee, and that was it for the year. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, it sounds like, it, it seems like when you have a, the two guys who started last year, back this year, you know, you put them in, even with Tolson gone and even with Hanson gone, it seems like it's a, it's a two-man job. But then you have you have other guys that, that you know, freshmen from last year's class like Kanena Odaluga, who they like, and you have – a former walk-on, Isaac Darkangelo, who got more and more and more carries as the, as the year went on. As he's the third linebacker. So um, you, you do know what you're going to get from Barnes and Hart. Um, and then a lot of questions and a lot of snaps available for guys behind him. All right, and let's look at the secondary now. You, you lose your best player on defense, Kirby Joseph, to the NFL draft. I don't think any of us would have expected mm-hmm. that at this point last year as we're heading into training camp. But what do you think of that secondary? Is there a breakout candidate like Kirby Joseph that no one is talking about right now? It's a great question. I mean, they, they, they brought Kendall Smith back for also for his sixth season. Um, he had uh, put his name in the transfer portal, was going to go look for snaps, and then decided to come back to school. Um, I think they're going to start with him in that, in that Kirby Joseph free safety position. If you remember, Kendall Smith did start the final game in front of Kirby on senior day. Uh, against Northwestern, he started that spot. So, yeah, there there is obviously a huge hole there because Kirby was so great and first team All Big Ten last year and a third round draft pick. So it's you know it's hard to replace any any time replace a guy like that. But you know if you talk to the coaching staff, they always speak in these terms of like, look, we love that. We love when a guy has a breakout season. We can tell recruits, all right, we, you're gonna we can do that with you. We're gonna we're gonna find somebody else this year to be that breakout guy. So. You know, maybe Kendall Smith is that guy. At cornerback, maybe it might be even as just as hard to replace Tony Adams. He was really good, especially the second half of last season. Um, you, you know, it's probably Taz Nicholson, who had started two games last year, that would, would take over that spot opposite Devin Witherspoon. But could be could be a number of guys. So uh, there's, there's just a lot of questions. I mean, obviously, Sidney Brown and Quan Martin are the two, you know, at, at the star position for, for Martin and at the strong safety position for Brown. Those are the two known entities uh, on the defense, but those other three spots, which they use a lot, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see who they use. There's going to be a lot to talk about all season, Robert. So we're just going to leave it at the positional battles right now as we head into training camp. But before you leave us, I do want to throw in there: last season of this era of Illinois uniforms, Brett Bielema has said they're getting new ones in 2023. As we head into this last season with this look, I want to ask you, what was the best game from this era of uniform, and what do the 2023 uniforms look like if they were designed by Robert Rosenthal? (laughs) 
So best game, I mean, everybody's going to want to say Wisconsin, but they wore the gray ghost uniforms That's for true. Wisconsin. So I don't think I can answer that because that was the kind of the one-off uh, uniform. So I'm going to have to say Michigan State 2019, you know, down 28 to three, you know, scoring a Hail Mary just before halftime, down, what, 31-10 going into the fourth quarter, come back and win. We're in the whites with the orange helmet. That's uh, That was always a great look. Uh, you know, they... They've kind of gone away from some of those alternate road looks, and Brett Bielmo just wants to stick with the orange helmet and certain looks at home and away. But um, for that set of uniforms, 2018 till now, I, I would say it was that. What do I want the new ones to look like? I, I'm happy with how Nike does uniforms. I know some people are like, oh, that's a little too much. That's a little too trendy. I think uh, they understand kind of the history at some of the schools. So I, I don't think they'll get too crazy. You know, some of those Maryland uniforms that get so nuts or <laughs> even Northwestern, the drawing a line through their numbers for a long time. I don't know why they did that. You can't tell what number anyone is on the field. But um, but yeah, I, I kind of trust Nike to, to do a good job with it. And uh, I think they'll, you know, make it a little more traditional. All right, we'll see if you get involved in the design process. We'll see, I'll yep. wait for the call from Phil Knight, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be all over it. Well, you have to let us know because we're the first ones to, brought, to bring it up. I will. I'll give you the scoop. All right, Robert, thanks so much. And thank you for watching the Sunday No Huddle. Robert, we can't wait to talk to you throughout the season as well. You got it. Thanks.